Parshas Balaischa begins with a famous Chazal. They talk about Aaron adding the Menorah. We know that the previous Parsha, Nasai, ends with a Chanukah Sanasim. Each Nasi had his day to bring a Korban on behalf of his Shevet, to celebrate the dedication of the Mishkan, to celebrate the fact that the Shekhinah comes down to this world. There were 12 days and there were 12 Shvatim. And Shevet Levi wasn't included and Aaron Fields left out. Why wasn't he also Zoyche to be part of the Korbanus of the Chanukah Sabais? And Chazal say that that's why the parish of the Menorah is brought here at the beginning of this week's parasha. Because Hashem says to Aaron, Aaron shall chog doyla mishalahem. Yours is greater than theirs because you have the opportunity to light the menorah. It's a famous Chazal. And the Ramban asks the question. The Ramban asks, why was the Nechama, the comfort for Aaron, the fact that he lights the menorah? If what HaKadosh Baruch Hu meant to tell him was the fact that you have the opportunity to do the avoid in the base of Mikdash. So then the menorah was a very small part of that. Hashem should have told him, you're the one who can bring all the korbanas. You know, the Nassim can be the ones to dedicate the korbanas, but the one who has to bring the korbanas is Aaron Akai. And if you're looking at something which is the, the unique privilege of the Kohen, you should go to the Kataris. There we know that any non-Kohen who touches the Kataris is Chayav Mesa. So Asa Ramban, what was unique about the menorah? That the menorah was used as a symbol of the, the, so to speak, the distinct level of Aaron that he brought to the menorah. What was special about the menorah? The Ramban's answer is that the Torah here is giving a remez, it's a hint, an allusion to a future incident. That Laosid Lavai there will be another Chanukah Sabah there will be a different dedication of the Besam Mikdash in the time of the second Besam Mikdash and that would be the province of the Kainim. Matusyahu Banov were the ones who brought about the rededication of the Besam Mikdash after the Chanukah miracle and the symbol of that nest was the lighting of the Menorah. And therefore the Torah is giving a remiss to the future. Now, as you said previously, the Torah can be understood on many levels. And therefore the Ramban chooses to answer the question with a level of remez. That the Torah is alluding to a future incident. It's hinted to here in the Torah. But we know there are many other levels that the Torah can be understood. And therefore I'd like to suggest a number of other answers to the Ramban's question. Again, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is coming, so to speak, to comfort Aaron, that he wasn't part of the Chanukah Samizbech, why was the menorah given as the example? So let's start with the answer based on Pshat. Let's look what the carbon of Adon Asim was. The carbon of the Nasim was firstly a karas kasef, a bowl, a silver bowl filled with flour for a mincha. And there was a kaf, a sorry, a kaf, a sorry, 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 a s
After that, there was a spoon, spoon full of kataris. And then they brought animals as oilers, as a khatas and as a shlamin. This was the dedication, the gift of each of the nasim. What could a person contribute to the best of English? He could contribute animals for karbanus. He could contribute flour for a mincha. Not normally, but here an exception was made, and they could even contribute kataris. And if that's the case, that covers nearly all the objects used, all the ingredients used in the virus mesamikdash. Karbanus, menachos, and even kataris. But there's one thing the Nassim couldn't contribute. And that is the oil for the menorah. There are those areas where Klai Yisrael can bring korbanus, can make dedications to the Beis Mikdash, the oil for the menorah wasn't one of them. It wasn't something which people could contribute. That had to come from the fund of the treasure of the Beis Mikdash. And therefore, what Hashem was telling Aaron on the simple level, there's a limit to what the Nassim can contribute. Korbanus they can contribute. An exception was made, even Ketaris they could contribute. But not the oil of the Nair. That was something which was the province only of the Kanyam. That's the first level. If we think about this a bit deeper, we'll see a second aspect, which is unique to the Menorah, which is the second answer to the question. And that is, even though the Kanyam were working in the base of Mikdash doing a Vodas Hashem, the truth is they benefited from it as well. When it came to the Korbanus, so the coin, like we saw in Osis Pasha, the coin gets from the Korbanus. When you're talking about a Chatos or an Asham, so all the meat of the Korban goes to the coin. When you're talking about a Shlamim, he gets the Chazavishak the two big parts of the animal. Even when you're talking about the oil, which the whole animal was burnt, it still gets the skin, which was also valuable. The leathers, the hides of the animals are worth a lot. So whoever comes to Karbanas, the Kalim, yes, they do the Avodah that they're meant to do, but there's a Chalik that they can take too. By the Menachas. So a Kmitzah, a handful, is brought on the Mizbech, and the rest is the coins allowed to eat. So like we said, when it comes to the Karbanus, the Karnim are beneficiaries as well. Even when it comes to the Kataris, which of course the coin couldn't make use of, but there was a very real benefit to bring the Kataris. The Gemara says in Yuma that they used to do a lottery every day which coin would bring the Kataris, and only Karnim had never done the Kataris before were able to participate. Chadashim la Kataris. That have new Kainim who had never done the Kataris before. Why? Says the Gemara. Because bringing the Kataris was a scholar for Rashiris. Bringing the Kataris was a scholar for wealth. And therefore every coin wanted to have an opportunity. As you can ask any stock organization today, scholars are worth a lot. And therefore there was something for the coin to benefit by bringing Kataris, just like there was something for the coin to benefit by bringing the Karbanis. The one avoid in the Besamekdash, the one avoided that there was no tangible benefit to the coin was the menorah. We don't find the coin got to keep anything from the avoid of the menorah. 
we don't find any specific skoda attached to the avoid of the menorah. The avoid of the menorah was an example of an avoid which was called anishma. Called anishma to do, to do avoid of Hashem. There was no benefit for the kohen. And therefore, what was put, what was Aaron Akoyan's motivation, like the Nasim, had the opportunity to be over Hashem. By bringing the Chanukah Samizbech, Aaron also wanted to serve Hashem. But service of Hashem, which is Kulay Lishma, with no ulterior motive, with no personal gain, is an altogether different level of Avodah Hashem. And therefore, if HaKadosh Baruch wants to tell Aaron, Aaron, you also have the opportunity. Aaron, you also have the opportunity to be an Ovid Hashem. Hashem looks for the example of Avodah. That's complete Avodah. Avodah which is only Lishma. Avodah which has no benefit besides for the fact that it's doing what Hashem wants, and that's the Menorah. That's the Menorah. So if you're going to give reasons based on Pshat, why did I... Hashem singled out the menorah as being what was unique to Aaron, we found two reasons. Number one, it's something that the Nevim, the Nesim couldn't do. They had no connection to. They couldn't even dedicate the oil. And number two, if one's looking to show Aaron a place for Avodah Hashem, so what you look to show is a place of Avodah Hashem, which is absolute Avodah Hashem. Avodah Hashem with no ulterior motive. Avodah Hashem with no other benefits. And once again, that's the menorah. But there's another level as well. There's a level of drush. Let's see on the level of drush what HaKadosh Baruch was telling Aaron HaKoyim. And first let's point out that this isn't the first time that Aaron was told about the mitzvah of lighting the menorah. It's actually the third. Twice before the Torah already told Aaron about the mitzvah of lighting the menorah. It's probably one of the reasons why Chazal understood that if the mitzvah of lighting the menorah is coming yet again for the third time, so it's because it's not just to tell Aaron yes to light the menorah, it's coming in response to what happened before. And therefore Hashem repeats the mitzvah of lighting the menorah as a, the way to respond to Aaron who felt that he had been left out of the Chanukah Samizbech. So yes, it's the third time that the mitzvah of lighting the menorah is mentioned. But if you look carefully between this time that the mitzvah of lighting the menorah is mentioned and the previous two times, the one in the beginning of Parshas Tetzaveh and the second at the end of Parshas Emor, you will see a very big difference between the mitzvah here, how it's brought down and how it's brought down there. In the beginning of Tetzaveh, the way the mitzvah is brought down, Vatah Tetzaveh, bring the most pure olive oil, the to bring up the candles always. And then it says boil moid in the moid and it's outside the kaporis. Aaron and his son should prepare the nairis every night until the morning. And that's the mitzvah dagos Same thing in the end of Emor. The Torah repeats the mitzvah dagos nairis. And the same the same pasuk is brought again. The mitzvah is an iron to be lahalos near tamid, to bring up the menorah, to the, bring up the flame, so to speak, of the menorah. 
But now in our parish, when the mitzvah comes for the third time, it's presented differently. And here the mitzvah is, to tell Aaron, when you bring up the lights, cause them to, the flames to rise. El mul towards the face of the menorah you should light seven candles this is something we haven't seen before in either of the previous two times that the missus brought down what is mul towards the face of the menorah says Rashi when it's really the Gemara Menachos that when Aaron had to light the menorahs there were seven lights of the menorah. And he had to light them in such a way that the three on the right faced the middle. The three on the left faced the middle. And the middle curled the face straight up. Mul So the other menorahs were slanted, angled towards the middle of the menorah. We know that there was a ner tamid. The ner which re- remained the light even after the other candles burnt out. It's Machlokes in the Gemara, but it seems that most of them hold that the Ner Tomid was the middle. The middle light, which the others were faced towards. And now we see something interesting. This idea of the other candles facing the middle one doesn't appear in the previous two times that the Mitzvah of the Menorah is said. There it's just said that there are seven lamps to the Menorah and all seven have to be lit, which is, which is the Halach, the Mishnah says the Menachas, that the, that the seven lights of the menorah are of each other one has to light all seven. But here we see a point. It's not just lighting all seven. It's lighting all seven that they all face the middle one. And there's a lesson to be learned. The Ramchal says that within Klai Yisrael, their levels, you have the G'dayim of Klai Yisrael, who are on the highest level, you have a level underneath them surrounding them, a level underneath them surrounding them, and so it goes, the multiple levels of Klai Yisrael. And even though it needs all of Klai Yisrael together, so to speak, to be involved in return Hashem, but each member of Klai Yisrael are based on the level that they're at. And therefore, just like my Matan Torah, we see Moshe was at the top of the mountain, Iron halfway up, the Zechenim at the bottom, the rest of Klai shall behind the barriers. And the Torah was given to all the Jewish people. Everybody heard Hashem speak. But again, there were different levels. And there was Moshe's level, and there was a level of Klai Yisrael, and there was a level of the Nasim in between. And if it's like that in Torah, it's like that in, in Avoida as well. Their levels. And if that's the case, that's what was the message to Aaron. The message to Aaron was, Aaron understands that Klai Yisrael, by bringing Korbanus, the dedication of the Mizbech, they're, being, they're bringing down the Shekhinah. On their level. But if they're the Kohenim who chosen to be the ones to work in the Beis HaMikdash, so then their function in Navoida is more, is more central. Is on a higher level than the rest of Klai Yisrael. It needs Klai Yisrael on their level. It needs the Kohenim on their level. It needs the Kohen Godel on his level. And altogether it brings down the Shekhinah.
And therefore, what is being taught to Aaron, the Drush, was look at the menorah. You will see that you need all seven candles of menorah to burn. But you see that they all face the middle candle. They all burn, but they're surrounding the middle. And the Ikan that's the menorah is the Pnei menorah, is the candle in the middle. And therefore, Aaron, this was the Nechama. Shelchog Mishelahem. It's true. Klai Yisrael are doing what they need to do. Klai Yisrael are acting as Klai Yisrael to do what they can do to bring down the Shechina. But you, Aaron HaKohen, G'dayla Mishalahim, your part in bringing down the Shechina is greater than this. Look to the menorah. It needs all seven lights, but the middle one is the central one. It needs all Klai Yisrael to be involved in being dedicating Karbanas, but the Kohen's role is the central role. And that's why Dafka the Menorah was used to show Aaron this message. That was the symbol of where the Kohenim, so to speak, had a greater part to play in the communal responsibility of Avodah Hashem. Drush is what a person can learn from the Torah. And here the, the Drush of the Menorah is what Aaron could learn from the lesson of the Neris. And this brings us to our fourth explanation of why Aaron was specifically shown the menorah as the sign that he was unique. We talk about the level of Sa'id, we talk about a level of understanding with Hashemayim, how things work. And here we see an amazing idea. The idea of bringing the Karbanas of the Nasim was Klai Yisrael, from our point of view, showing our excitement, showing our happiness that Hashem sent the Shekhinah down. That there was a Mishkan, that the Shekhinah came down to rest in this world. And our response as the recipient, so to speak, of all that over, our response as the ones who were, that the, the Shekhinah was coming down for, was to bring the Korbanus of the Nasim. But really, when it comes to the Kainim, there's a Gemara. The Gemara both in Kedushan and in the Darim. And the Gemara asks the question, that on the one hand, the Kohen brings Korbanus on behalf of the Jewish people, whether it's on a communal level of the Korbanus of the Tibur or on an individual level of every person who brings his private Korban and needs the, kar- the Kohen to offer it up on his behalf. On the other hand, the Kohen is working for Hashem. And therefore the Gemara asks the question, are the Kohenim Shlucha Didan or Shlucha Darachmana? Are the Kohenim acting as our Klai Yisrael's agents or are the Kohenim acting as Hashem's agents to receive, so to speak, the Korban on his behalf? And the maskan of the Gemara at Eastern Kedushin seems to be that the Kohenim are Shlucha Darachmana. They are agents of Hashem. Yes, they help the Jewish people by bringing the Korbanus, but really they are coming from the point of view of Hashem receiving the Korban. And if that's the case, the same concept applies here. Klai Yisrael were meant to respond to receiving the Shekhinah by bringing Karbanas. The Shekhinah came down, we Klai Yisrael accept the Shekhinah and we respond with the Karbanas of Thanksgiving at the Chanukah Samizbech. But the Karnim have a different function. And what Hashem is telling Aaron is your job isn't to be on the side of Klai Yisrael who are the recipients of the Karban, of the Shekhinah. And by bring Karbanas to show that we are receiving the Shekhinah. Your job, Aaron, is to be on the side of HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, which means he, the one who facilitates bringing the Shekhinah down here. Shlucha Darachmana. 
Your job is more than this. Because your job is to bring the Shekhinah down. And their job is to accept the Shekhinah which has come down. And we see it was the Avoid of Aaron HaKoyen which caused the Shekhinah to bring come down in the Mizbech. And if that's the case, that's why specifically the Menorah was shown to Aaron. Because the Gemara says, it's brought in Rashi, what the, that the Mishkan is called the Mishkan Ha'edus. The Mishkan of Testimony. Says the Chazal, it's brought in Rashi, this is the Menorah. <coughs> because the fact that the Menorah stays alight is Eidus l'chol This is the evidence, the testimony for the whole world to see that the Shechin is in Klai Yisrael. And therefore Hashem tells Aaron, your job isn't to receive the Shechin. Your job is to facilitate the Shechin coming down. And therefore your Avoidah, the Avoidah of the Menorah, is the Avoidah, which is the symbol of the Shechin being in Klai Yisrael. When you mailo when you prepare the menorah, so you're acting from a Kodesh Baruch Hu's side, to show the Shekhinah is here, not from the Jewish people's side. And therefore, Shalchog Dolom Yisraelim. So let's sum up. The Ramban asked the question, why was Aaron comforted specifically with the menorah? Lichara, the Karbanas, the Keteris would all be more of a symbol of the Kohenah than lighting the menorah. The Ramban gives an answer of the Remez, based on a future incident which the Torah was alluding to, the Chanukah of the second Beis HaMikdash, when the symbol of the rededication of the Beis HaMikdash then was the Menorah. But we've added another three answers. Either I'll be pshat, that the Menorah was something which was only in the domain of the coin. It wasn't something which Klai Yisrael could contribute towards. It was also the symbol of Avodah Hashem which had no ulterior motive. It was pure Avodah Hashem. On the Drush level, Aaron was shown here. Dafka this time, the third time that the middle of the Nair is brought, that all candles face the middle light. And the symbol, symbolism was that it's true everyone in the Israel is involved in bringing down the Shekhinah, but it's all coming from the side. Your job is central to that. You're in the middle. And lastly, what we understood is Hashem's message to Aaron was, you're not in the same position as Klai Israel. Your job isn't to receive the Shekhinah. Your job is to facilitate the Shekhinah coming down. You're a shlucha de Rahmani, you're working for Hashem. And therefore, lighting the menorah, you're giving the evidence that the Shekhinah is in Klai Yisrael. And there's one last point. And that is, if it's Klai Yisrael's job to celebrate the Shekhinah descending, that's a once-off event. The Chanukah Samizbech was once when the Shekhinah descended and that was all. But if it's meant to be a symbol of uh, that the fact that the Shekhinah remains and resides constantly in the, with the Jewish people, then the avoid of Aaron of Latin Menorahs is a constant avoid. Because the Shekhinah is always going to be there. And therefore the Pazak finishes, Vayas Kain Aaron. Aaron did what he was told, and Rashi says, Shiloh Shina never changed. If his job was to show that the Shekhinah is there, then that becomes a constant job, not a once-off job. And therefore Aaron faithfully kept to the din, the, his avoid of the Menorah. Faithfully kept to the, his mission to be the one, the Kain, who facilitated the Shekhinah coming down to Dal Yisrael.